The Rangers. <laughs> Rangers. You ever think about, like, how the earth spins real fast, but we don't feel it? Welcome to the Optional Podcast, episode number 163 for the week of May 20th, 2019. The Optional Podcast is a show all about the latest in video games and entertainment recorded each week from New York City and bounced around cables and satellites all around the world. That's true. And right into your listening device of choice. As always, I'm Paul Tamayo, and I'm here with my co-host, Cam Brewster. The world is just a disc right? sitting on the backs of three elephants. Pokemon style. Oh, that's turtles. That's a turtle. That's different. That's different. Elephants, so though. yeah, elephants. I learned that from the division too. What? There's an Easter egg where they kind of poke fun at uh, flat earth. Flat earthers. Yeah, no, I like that. It, it makes you work for it too. How's you that do a for bunch a of fucking shit. political statement? <laughs> Tom Clancy. Shout out to you in your fucking in your grave. In your grave, yeah. Um, it was good, man. Not much, not much. Uh, it's been a, it's been a nice week. Seems like we're finally getting into the the hot weather. At least, at least here in New York. Like, I think Monday, if you're listening to this on Monday, it's going to be like, at least in New York, it's going to be like in the 80s, which I don't I don't even know. I mean, I do kind of know what that is. Cause I, I just came from Florida not too long ago. And I yeah. was like, wow, 80 degree weather. What's this like? It's, uh, it's trying, man. I'm like, I, I'm, I want the nice weather. Like, I like how it's been the last couple of days. Yeah. Like, that's as much as I want, though. 60, 70, 65, yeah. 72? Maybe. Turn the heat up to about 72. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a, that's about as hot as I want. Because, like, New York summers are brutal yeah, man. for the people who don't live here. It's not nice. No. We live on the coast, but there's no breeze. Garbage. Yeah, just, just festers. Stank. As soon as you leave your... In an apartment. The subways just don't run and it's hot. Uh, it feels like you're in the devil's clutches. Speaking of garbage. He's like, hey, you. Speaking of giant yeah. heaps of garbage. Game of Thrones ends tonight. Yeah, man. And this week will be the last time. We will, I mean, not the last time, but at least for this series. It's an end of um, an era. End of an era. It feels weird because like, I remember I started watching it when right before I moved here. Yeah, wow. right before I moved out of my parents' house, it was like 2010. That's a long time. A minute ago, man. Yeah, th- th- this is an interesting case of like something that has been such like so deeply embedded in the zeitgeist of everyone always talking like the the Monday morning cooler mm-hmm. water cooler chat, and it's weird that it's going to be ending soon. But I also find it so fascinating that it's like, I mean, you as a as the one of the book readers. Oh yeah. Uh, you know how de- how far it's deviated from the actual holy text, right? Which I'm really grateful for, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Because I, I do think that, like, you know, if the, if there it, it shouldn't be at least in my humble opinion. Yeah. I don't I don't think uh, cinematic or you know TV uh, interpretations of things should be like so strict and, and extremely by the book. I think there should be given some creative freedom because you you know you want to see those big set pieces, but you do want some little nuance changes right. and, and things to like also just say different things, right? But um, I am curious about, I think we talked about it last week too, but like the, you know, 10 or 20 years from now when they go back and they go, Hey, you know, we have better CGI, we have cool actors or whatever. Like let's, let's remake game of of thrones like it's going to be game of thrones brotherhood true and it's going to like that's what i'm curious about is like first of all will the books ever end yeah i feel like he doesn't want to write these anymore 
Yeah, maybe he wants I, to. Move I just on. feel like they, they've. Uh, I saw a good thread about like writers who kind of like write characters and then, well, they write the world and then they fill it in with story. And I think he wrote the world and he ran out of story. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's like I feel like it got away from him a little bit. Sure. And it's like that's why he's taken forever. It's, yeah. it's been so long since the last one came out. Yeah. Um, it's kind of the Star Wars syndrome too, right? It's yeah. It's like people, I mean, George Lucas created a universe mm-hmm. and then it's like, all right, well, uh, there's a new trilogy coming out and, uh, you know, hey, it's kind of like it echoes a lot of the same shit from the last one. Like yeah. each story is like an, an echo of the original trilogy. Yeah, because you don't want to like, I don't know. I, I, it must be really hard to, especially yeah. someone who is adapting it to a show to really like pick and choose what characters to highlight and stuff. Cause like literally everybody gets the same amount of shine. Right. And you know, each character is its own literal chapter. Right. Like, you know, they have their own chapters. So it's like, it's interesting, man. And the discourse around it now is really funny because I think like the masses have got a hold of it now and it's not just this niche kind of, yeah, you know, it's pop culture. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it's the things it's the Sopranos or whatever. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, even though I don't think it'll be, as critically acclaimed as Sopranos, unfortunately. Yeah, I, I think I think it will. I think it will just it'll just have an asterisk on it that that yeah. says, "Hey, it doesn't stick the landing." Because I think like if we if we're looking at how many seasons has it been? Ten, I guess. Ten, ten seasons. Is it the, no seven? Seven seasons. Seven. What, however what many seasons. Yeah, yeah. Who cares? Uh, facts don't matter. Yeah. Like however many seasons it's been. Like I would say seventy percent of it is was no, great yeah, yeah, it was you good, know what i mean good show. Like, great yeah show. it's a great show really uh, well adapted i just think that they wanted to do other shit i also think it's a little bit like come on give the show to someone else if you don't want to make them yeah if you don't want to make it anymore yeah give it to the guy who wrote the uh the slow episode this year this this season there was another it was a guy who wrote the uh the the sitting around episode oh that's what i want to see that's the yeah. that's the good shit yeah 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 give me more of that yeah the big set pieces like i've said it before like the battles and stuff like those are those fun are cool. yeah. but like you want to see the you know the fucking political yeah i want to see the nastiness yeah. Yeah. yeah i want to see sansa outlive everybody, everybody. Like your mother. yeah um um it's a good I show like though shit. but i i think it's like yeah, I guess it'll have a, like an asterisk, kind of like how Lost kind of has an totally, asterisk. totally. That's yeah. a, that's like the perfect. But I think uh, Lost like had an asterisk like in the middle, and then it kind of like got it together. I I love the ending. Me of too. Lost. I, I'm, people I'm, like really shit. I was like, wait, it was I'm bad? an apologist. Yeah, <laughs> I'm I'm kind of an apologist. Even I mean, I also to be fair, I'm a huge hypocrite, and I, I like terrible things. Yeah, I, I can find the good in the terrible Absolutely. thing. Absolutely, which is like you know. I think it was last week or whatever. I was talking about the Matrix trilogy. I'm having rewatched it, and I was like, you know what? Yes, it's bad. It's bad. But there are some pretty good things about some it. Some fun shit. Some pretty good things about it, and like it does some pretty cool things. I don't know, whatever. But um, Neil has a stick. Yeah, and he's he's blind. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah. Uh, besides that, also I just wanted to quickly mention I finally got a chance to check out the Frida Kahlo exhibit at the Brooklyn Museum. Dope. This last weekend, actually on Sunday, that's what last why last weekend we recorded a little earlier, and it was freaking cool. It was mm. actually really really cool. I think if you got a chance to check it out, definitely do it. Although I will say I didn't love the layout of it. It's like they do it in like three or four separate rooms, and everything's sort of mostly along the walls, and a lot of it is like small stuff. And they'll have like some of her dresses and stuff encased in these glass things. You can actually cool. see them. And up it's close. like the actual. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's cool. But a lot of the photos and stuff, and like they're like little video clips and stuff. Like they're so small, so like you have to sort of wait in a long line and wait for these fucking old people to read the the entire thing. I mean, you you you'll want to read it too, but 
Um, just don't linger. Faster. Yeah, just move on. Like there's yeah. people behind you. People Speed paid. Reading. Yeah, seriously. But it was really cool. I, it actually like really put a battery in my back. Did you learn a lot? Did you know a lot about her? Uh, not a lot to okay. be honest with you. I haven't even seen the the Sam Hayek movie. I've never seen that. Yeah, movie. Yeah, I don't think I've seen it. Either. It kind of just like yeah. went over my head. But um, a lot of things I didn't know about her. Like things that I, things that were were really interesting about how like how active she was and like you know um speaking up for the disenfranchised and also just like how at one point like it just to show solidarity she was like she claimed like uh a part of like her heritage is like jewish heritage you know really really cool stuff like she was really dope um and uh just seeing a lot of her work there personally like seeing her little like journal uh you know little notes and stuff and the way she sort of perceived the world you see it's cool man how ignorant i am yeah I didn't know what times Frida Kahlo was. I'm like, pirate times? Nah, man. Feudal Japan times? <laughs> it was very recent. It was <laughs> Industrial Revolution recent. times? We don't know. Yeah, yeah. No, no. You See, should, I need to you go. Should go. I you need should to go. go. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was really, really cool. I, I, I highly recommend it. But it's been sold out for a while, and we, we like some tickets fell on our lap, and we we're like, oh, let's just go. That's awesome. Yeah, it was. I highly recommend it if you're in the New York area, or if you're visiting, check it out. Yeah. Um, but let's just jump right into, right into the real art uh, that, that is video <laughs> games. Um, I can start off real quick. I'm going um, to basically go over my list real quick. I've been playing a lot of uh, Dragon's Dogma. I'm putting that, uh, I'm putting that effect on. I love, I love that. <laughs> Every time I mention that, that game, you I'm going to put that on there. Wait, Cam, do you want to say it real quick? Yeah. Dragon's Dogma. <laughs> it kind of sounds, like, sounds like this. Rise from your grave. Um, but yeah, Dragon's Dogma. <laughs> yo, Dragon's Dogma is completely. Oh my god, it's this is becoming my shit, yo. Yeah, like, like so. What is keeping you into? It? I'm, I'm asking you this every week because I'm fascinated by like the love it gets. Yeah, it kind of makes me want to buy it, but I know I'm like, no, I don't want to get caught in this no, trap. You, you I don't do want to get. You do. I don't it. want this. You want to do it? I don't need it. Do it. <laughs> you want? Yes, you do. You it's want habit part of this. <laughs> It has no negative side effects. Um, no, it's yo. So I, I guess the thing that keeps me coming back to Dragon's Dogma, which if, for those of you who don't know, it's like an action adventure game slash role playing game. The way we've been describing it is like Monster Hunter meets uh, Skyrim. Um, the thing that keeps me coming back is the level of like just pure like straight up adventure. Mm-hmm. Like some days I'll like run into a crypt and I'm finding the undead and I'll find a cult or I'll find trolls in there and I'm like fucking jumping on the backs of trolls and st- stabbing them in the neck. And then like <laughs> the next day I'm like, you know, out and about and then I'm like on this path up a mountain and then a fucking gr- a griffin comes by mm. and, and I got like, so it's me and the crew, right? Like me and the fucking squad and yeah. they all have different abilities. Like I got a mage, I got a, uh, like a warrior, uh, this warrior Claudius. person. Yeah. Like he just, he just got a fucking sledgehammer or whatever. That's and then I, I don't know who the other scrub is, but whatever. Yeah. And then, so we just like, all right, like, let's go, let's go. So we just immediately just like jump him. And, uh, so it's a mixture of like me raining down arrows, the mage shooting shit. And then at one point when it's weak, uh, it's kind of slowing down. I'll run up like off a cliff and jump on its back and I'm stabbing it in the fucking neck yeah. again. And it's like these kind of moments and the music's swelling up and, and you're just like, you're using all these different skills and abilities. And then on top of that, you're like, you're going back into town afterwards after you've done a really cool thing and you're upgrading your equipment you're upgrading mm-hmm. your abilities, you're learning new abilities, passive abilities. And and then there's the occasional like shitty side mission where it's like go get fucking twenty war bugles yeah. and you're like all right I'll go fucking look for twenty war bugles, but uh, for the most part it's just like yo go out at night mm-hmm. and like oh shit we're in this forest it's mad foggy and you find this little thing and you destroy it and it's like oh it's a witch's thing and then the fog clears up what? it's like all these different layers of like so this wonder. something new 
all the time. All the time. And I, I know that it's it's finite. Like nothing is. Yeah, of course. You know, nothing is forever. You're gonna just run into a different type of goblin. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I know that like eventually I'll sort of have like you know, eventually the the well will have run dry. But um, I'm enjoying it while it lasts. Yeah. And it, man, it's so much fun. Like it's I, so funny. Uh, I, can, I it makes me really excited for a potential sequel to the game. I, I hope this this sort of resurgence and its its new life on Switch. I hope people, I hope more people check it out too. But I do hope that it eventually gets a sequel because I'm playing it on Switch and I'm playing it on my big ass TV and you know some t- there's a lot of pop in some textures are muddy as fuck yeah. and there's like square ass rocks the that you jump old. onto it's old man it's, it's old from game. 2012 yeah um, but it makes me hopeful that like you know at E3 we'll get a Dragon's Dogma 2 trailer with like Monster Hunter World graphics and like that would be like oh maybe maybe like a multiplayer component where but that's the thing though it's like do I want that because like if you introduce that. Then you're going back to the looter shooter thing to me, which is like now I have to like I feel pressured to keep up or mm. or whatever. I like the way I like it's I like it's that's the other thing I failed to mention too is like it's a it's a solo single player experience, but you're playing with other people's like NPC companions. Right. So you can like I can have one of your companions and like you know one of our friends one of our other friends companions, and they'll actually earn things for your game like while I'm using them. So really really cool man like just a really cool shared world but not necessarily something that you have to do together, together which right. i kind of like at the yeah. moment it lets together me play at my own speed yeah exactly that's awesome uh, i love that game i love dragon's dogma oh shit i mean i love dragon's dogma um besides that i've been playing another fucking medieval game i'm playing a lot of medieval shit you're recently. getting into it i thought you yeah. didn't like dragons it's man. sort of Knights. like chipping away at a thing that i thought i was really cold on but i think if you present it to me in the right way like i mean uh, Game of Thrones. Yeah. Like, if you present it to me in the right way, in the right fucking... Yeah, I remember I was trying to get people into Game of Thrones for years. And yeah, they'd be like, I don't like dragons, man. That's just <laughs> nerdy. I'm like, yeah, but it's different. But I don't like Lord of the Rings. Yeah, it's right. like, But it's not it's Lord not of the Rings, that, though. though. It's and like, that's me. I'm like, I don't like Lord of the Rings. Yeah, me neither. I, I mean, it's it's fine. It's cool. I think it's cool. Frodo's? Frito? I like it. Frito Kahlo? All of Frito. Yeah, but besides that, um, I mentioned last week that I played a game called A Plague Tale Innocence, and my video finally went live this week. If you want to go check it out at uh, Kotaku.com or YouTube.com slash Kotaku. Um, it's, a, it's, it's an interesting game. So it's, uh, it's a really uh, um, sort of narrative-driven, almost like a Hellblade, Senua's Sacrifice style, very linear uh, nar- uh, you know, story-driven game where you're, you're you play the role of Amicia and you have a younger brother who's sort of suffering from this mysterious illness during the time of the the Black Plague. So it's like in France where like the Spanish Inquisition is coming and the British are arriving to to fight whoever, and it's like a huge like dark dark period uh, during the during this like these dark literally the dark ages. Right. And um and you're just sort of going from town to town like just trying to get out of this place and and, and avoid the 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 grasp of the Spanish Inquisition and find help find a cure for your, for your little brother. But the main twist of this game, and if you've seen a trailer for it, it's like there are hundreds and hundreds of rats on screen. You're nasty. And, and they're afraid of light, so you have to like use these lights as these sort of like, you know, um, basically these like safe areas. And if you if you venture off too far, if the light gets extinguished, then the rats will swarm you and kill you immediately. Ugh. You also have to like fight off knights and stuff along the way, and you do that by, you have like a slingshot that you can aim at either their torches or their lanterns so they can get killed by rats or you could just like straight up hit him in the head with with shit but there's a nice variety of stuff because there's like a um an alchemic um element to it wow second time we brought up like a full metal alchemist yeah. reference 
I'm into it. Yeah, and uh, so you there's like a crafting system where you can craft like different throwables. So like one, for example, will like attract rats to them, or another one will like extinguish a flame. Um, there are different levels of, of things you can throw out. You can like knock uh, enemies out if they grab you, so you have like a, a way out, mm-hmm. like a get out of jail free card. Um, and for the most part, each area that you that you walk into, you're figuring out ways to advance to the next space. So that that comes in the form of like you know puzzles that you have to figure out the right key for the right setup the right order or it'll be like you know stealth past these guards the stealth shit is dumb easy though it's yeah. like it's like for dummies like <laughs> like you don't see this light like you don't like ev- all these guards got your ba- you got your back to me what kind of fucking rent a cop security is this so they know about the rats too or is it like yeah 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 oh, okay and, but like you'll walk into a room and literally all of them are like facing away from you and you're just like all right well cool. i'm gonna just walk I'll just this walk way to the left, excuse yeah. me um but for the most part like it even though the the mechanics and the puzzles sometimes themselves are like dumb easy mm-hmm. like like almost like comedically simple like it the story was engaging enough that i was like into it it's also i forgot to mention fucking beautiful yeah um i played it in 4k hdr and like there are moments where i'm just like how how are they rat for just yeah look at that fucking rat the rats actually look mad impressive especially after having played um days gone which which i thought was impressive whenever there was like a huge swarm of the fucking freakers that game is beautiful yeah that game is really really pretty it's like the way they the the oregon that the oregon that they paint i say oregon because i went to public school i'm sorry (laughs) um but yeah in in a plague tale all the all the rats have like these glowing eyes and you know they make the noise it's gross it's nasty and it definitely like at at a certain point of the game it really leans into like the mystical side of things which i kind of fucked with because i was like you kind of need to go that way you can't base it too much into reality because right. then it starts to feel a little like ain't no way there was that many rats yeah come on man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but then the moment you see like a tornado of rats coming you're like oh this yeah game is stupid. i'm into it yeah i like the stupid shit Give me are you are you skeeved out by rats no no no. if no. it was roaches though i couldn't play this game damn what was the fallout game that had you start off with like killing big ass roaches New vegas yeah <sighs> I remember like being in the vault with like a fucking like a rifle <laughs> like, trying to shoot a fucking dog sized ro- roach. And I was like, yeah, I can't play this game. You know, like they they figured out the one thing I don't want to fuck with. I and... could do with one rat. The two oh, rats. Man. Ooh, yo, you might not be able to play this game. Yeah, I couldn't. It's like swarms of rats. Like You ever see like in the like a uh, like the po- the pre-apocalypse movies, right? When the apocalypse is about to happen, they run from something mm-hmm. and they just run. Oh, Oh man, that's this game, yo. <laughs> and they'll come out of a wall, like, and it's just like they spill out like water. It's gross, but it's also really cool to look at. Um, but yeah, I think if it's, I think it's like fifty bucks. I mean, I personally, if I were to, again, I don't want to tell you how to spend your money, but if this does look sort of like intriguing to you, and you might want to play it down the road, maybe wait for a sale. You know, it might be worth checking out. I, I do think it's really cool. I, like, I actually had a good time with yeah. it for the most part. It doesn't, it doesn't necessarily like stick the landing. Um, but it was fun. It was a good time. I, I like it all. I also beat it in you know a week, it's comfortably a playing. It. It's pretty short, okay. yeah. But um, there's a, there's a decent amount of like meat there still though. So I think is it a sixty book game? I think it's fifty, if 50 I'm not bucks? mistaken. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's on PC and PS4. I don't know if it's on Xbox. I could be wrong, but I don't think it's on Xbox. But it's cool. I, I'd say check it out. Maybe watch a couple of videos. Maybe watch my video. Yeah, check it out. Yeah, um, check out Paul's video on Kotaku.com. On um, Kotaku.com. <laughs> I'm gonna say that for every fucking word I want to emphasize. Yeah, Let great. me know if you want to emphasize a word. Okay, and I'll cool. just I'll turn you up. So uh, that also reminds me, like um, I don't know if you've ever read H.P. Lovecraft. I know he's very uh, Mad, problematic. problematic as well. He's a racist. Yeah. Um, that aside, he has a, a one short story called uh, "Rats in the Walls." Mm. Read that shit. Okay. Wow. It's probably <laughs> yeah. the most frightening story I've ever read. Okay. Cool. Yeah, cool. It's gross. Actually, you know, you know, it's mad funny. I was on YouTube on like my phone. 
and there was an ad for a Plague Tale, and it was it was just Sean Bean. <laughs> he's like looking at the camera. Wait, Sean Bean's in this? No. <laughs> and he's looking at the camera, and he's like he's reading a a what is it William Blake poem? Okay. Yeah, and it's about like a, a boy or whatever. I forget what it. I forget what it's called. I mean, fucking all these literary nerds are like, "You fucking idiot!" It's this fucking poem. Um, and he's reading it to the camera, like really sincere, and it's like really dramatic lighting. Hello, Sean Bean. Here. Yeah, and he's like, and then like, fall, and then he screamed. And no, then he has the, a deeper. Yeah, yeah, he has, he has like, also like a different accent. Say, Sean Bean. Yeah, yeah. Sean Bean. Winter is coming. Winter. Uh, and then it just like fades and Your it's mother. like a blank tail. Oh, <laughs> and I was like, what, what the fuck? <laughs> what is this about? Did I miss Sean Bean? Sean Bean's get, always staying in the check. And I think he's definitely like getting into his video game thing because he just did that Hitman. Hitman. Th- he's back too. Uh, yeah. Like they brought him back to life after you killed him. He's like, he's consistently securing the video game back. Yeah. And I'm here for it. I'm here for it too. Since the 006 days. He was the one I would pick in Goldeneye. Sean Bean, He was man. the fastest character besides, uh, what's the, who, who, the fucking... The Haitian odd job. character, no, no, odd job. F- what's the move where they go to? Is it they go to Haiti? He uh, has like half. He's like the shaman dude. He has like top hat. Yeah, what's his, his name? It's not odd job. No, odd job's a little short guy. That's who I fucking hated. Yeah, because like that's who, cheating. Yeah, if, I mean, but I left, have, in my you house, know, you could you could play. you could pick whoever you pick yeah. whoever slaps I'm still only gonna, two. I'm still gonna kick you as ass. long as you give me a slaps only round. I'm happy. <laughs> 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 um, besides that. Uh, also, this, there's a game that just came out on Switch called uh, Citus Alpha. It's a it's a basically a repackaging of a a mobile rhythm game that's been out for like years at this point. I, I even I I bought Citus Two when I on my last trip to um, Korea, mm-hmm. and I was playing it on the train. And so Citus is essentially like a touchscreen rhythm game where like buttons come up on screen, yeah. you tap them. Certain certain ones like require you to hold them, like you know hold it still. And then there's one more addition where there's like an arrow one. So like it'll have you like zigzag or it'll have you drag it across the screen and you have to follow it like in the, in its actual path. Really, really cool. Like, you know, pretty standard, like techno, like dance, acid uh, house, a uh, lot, a lot of J-pop and um, just like stuff that you would hear like in DDR Max 2 or whatever. Yeah. And um, but Citus Alpha, which is out on Switch, are from the same makers. I forget their names. I'm blanking on their names. I should look this up. But they're the same people that made Voez. It came out a while ago on yeah. Switch. I love that game. The only problem, and it's not really a problem, it's like in- inherently with the design, is it, it's a touchscreen game, so you can't play it docked. So if you want to play it, you got to play either like, you know, in your hands or like on your lap because some of the sometimes like the harder songs, at least in Citus, require multiple um, fingers. Like sometimes they'll require like four finger touch things on, on the screen, so you can't just like play with your thumbs you know for example right so the cool thing about Citus alpha is it introduces and i think i'm not sure if Citus on on ps vita had this i, I think there was a, a Citus or one of the games on ps never vita they're so good but um this one lets you play with controllers like with with joy cons or a pro controller if so that makes it you know that makes this game immediately super dope because you can dock it on your tv Right. It's obviously not as intricate and not as cool to like fucking, you yeah, know, do the shits, do the fucking minority <laughs> report on your fucking switch or whatever. But yeah, Paul's part of mine is on <laughs> And I need a camera today. again for the show. But if you play it with um with your Joy-Con, uh that's actually I just I just learned this week that's the plural for it, Joy-Con. Yeah. If you play with both Joy-Con, um I guess yeah, I've been saying it Joy-Con. That's what I've been saying. Or I've been saying like redundantly oh, Joy-Con controllers. Like Joy-Con controllers, Joy-Con. Joy-Con controllers, controllers. One of my Joy-Con. So if you play them with detached and one in each hand, um, the taps are any face button. Um, long holds are any face button you hold them down. 
and then the zigzags are just a trigger button press or hold oh. so you don't have to like move it yeah um so that kind of eliminates a bit of the the trickiness of it but it's still pretty hard to to memorize oh that's a trigger press that's a face button press that's a hold that's a trigger hold it's not as intuitive as the screen yeah yeah, yeah but how, how is the touchpad on the uh it's pretty good. Sorry. It's pretty good. It, 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 I mean, it feels cool to like actually like zigzag a thing or drag yeah. it across the screen. But the ability to play it on your TV, like like lounging with two detached Joy-Cons for me is like perfection. Yeah, that's how I like playing it. Oh, it's so good. Um, and then, yeah, and then like if you need to do like multiple, like if you have to do four button presses, you, have to, you just have to press four of the Joy-Con buttons, face buttons, which is why I think playing it with the Joy-Cons versus a Pro Controller works better because the like you can hit two, two buttons on, on each side, side yeah. like really easily. Um, but man, it's so good. It's got like that super trashy, like ridiculous J-pop and like techno and acid house and like, oh man, it's so fucking good. It just came out this past week. I I put up a gameplay video of it. Like I played one level on easy mode. I got an S rank. I missed one. I got one good (laughs) button press and I got just shy of a million points, uh, which commenters were definitely there to point out. But, um, uh, and then even uh, our very own Mike Faye, he wrote his impressions on, on, uh, Citus Alpha on the site. And he sh- he shamed me saying like oh yeah this is Paul playing on easy mode and I was like hey look I'm I'm gonna get to hard but like I need to you know yeah, I gotta I practice, practice man this shit just came up bro let, let me let me get some time get my in feet man because the last thing I want to do <laughs> last thing I want to do is perpetuate the journalist yeah, can't play right. games you're not a gamer really. also thank you for calling me a journalist that's a, that's a really big compliment that is nice did not go to journalism school um, uh, yeah that's it's reaching yeah it's very reaching be careful with your words people <laughs> yeah seriously i'm not a journalist but i'll take it um but besides that another switch game that i've been playing um is a game called rock of ages 2 bigger and bolder whoa bolder b-o-u-l-d-e-r wow really good real good i thought it was like a musical Play on rock yeah rock get it and also rock right yeah right like rock and roll <laughs> yeah you, ro- you, you literally roll, roll a boulder you roll a boulder so um <clears throat> This game is so difficult to describe. It also came out a couple of years ago on PC. It, it, I think it's on everything at this point, but it just came out on Switch, which is kind of like the beautiful way to play this at the moment, at least for, at least in my opinion. So Rock of Ages 2 is a strategy game that also is a sort of uh, platforming, like super monkey ball style game. So the first half of the game, and this is this is where it gets so difficult to explain, but I've also only been playing the story mode where you play... Um, one map at a time and as a result you play one enemy at a time and the crazy thing about this or the wild thing about this world excuse me for the problematic term um, is each world and character is is based off of a historical figure and each world and all, all the aesthetics are inspired by art history so there's a there's a level that's like straight up like a dali painting there's another level that's like a straight up a monet level um there's another level that is you know like a dutch painter or whatever and in each level you're also you're also facing against like literally like uh monet or you're or you're fighting like joan of arc or you're fighting henry the it's so absurd it has a very um monty python um like terry was it terry gilliam feel to it Mm -hmm. where like each you know, like if you've ever seen Monty Python in the search for the Holy Grail, if you haven't seen that, by the way, stop listening to the show. Shit. Go watch that shit. Real good shit. But you know, in between certain segments, they'll have like animated parts and it's like mm-hmm. 2D cutouts of things. That's what this game is. Like each each cinematic is very silly, almost like almost um I wouldn't even call it like South Park level. It's like that it's not that immature. It's right. very immature, but it's definitely like some things are actually based in like based off of like 
real events. Like, like highbrow. Yeah, super yeah, highbrow. Yeah. yeah, like you'll see Monet like take his ear off, <laughs> and he like extends it, and you you know you is it is, was it Monet who 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 cut their ear off? Uh, it wasn't Monet. No, that's uh, Van Gogh. Van Gogh. Yeah, Van. So you're facing uh, Van Gogh in that level, not Monet. That, I was I got that wrong. Who yeah. knows? I haven't gotten that far. Maybe yeah, you do find him at some point, or it might be Manet. I don't know. It Those might, are yeah. two different people, apparently. Or it could be, yeah, it could be Manny as well. Our Manny, friend Manny. Manny might be in this It game. could be him. Shout out to um, Manny. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, I should probably shouldn't put his government out there, but whatever. <laughs> um, but yeah, so in this, this, so the first half of the level is you setting up a tower defense strategy. So you both have these symmetrical monkey ball style levels mm-hmm. from start to finish. Um, you start at the top of one. He, he or she starts at the top of another. And you roll down and you avoid obstacles along the way to bash their front door where they are hiding. So you have to like bash the door in and then roll roll them over. So before you get to that point, you're laying down defenses, but defenses and you have money that sort of is on a cooldown that that generates, you know, over time. There are also these little mining outcrops where you can put units down that will get you more money so you don't lose the resource war. So you put these things down, you get more money like a Starcraft style thing. And then with that money, you have a certain amount of slots where you designate what kind of defensive units you want to lay down. So you have like towers, you can like block off paths. You have things like springboard traps where they can like, if they roll over it, they get flung off the side of the map and they have to start over from that point. They lose health along the way. That's the other thing I forgot to mention, which I'll get to in a second. Uh, So you're basically putting down like explosives and different sorts of traps along the way that they have to try to avoid as best as they can. And some of them are so ridiculous like one of them is a fan like a giant fan that blows air a certain way they have to try to they can also destroy the defenses along the way if they want to yeah doing so will sometimes actually hurt their their health their overall health which will matter because let's say you successfully navigate their entire course however much health you have left will determine how strong you impact the front door so you have to roll down and then hit the front door and uh, depending on how much speed you get, and like especially on that last sort of breakaway, they give you they give you a decent amount of runway space to like eventually like. Can you the, put stuff down on that breakaway? Um, like to a certain defenses? point. Oh, okay. Because yeah, then that's... the game yeah, is like yeah, you know yeah. you can't just like, stack mad towers and you know so um, so yeah you get to the front door and it's a race between who can knock down the front door first and then as a result kill their their, their yeah. opponent. Um, it sounds ridiculous. It looks ridiculous. I streamed it on our site the other day. Check it out on, on our YouTube, youtube.com slash Kotaku. And um, it is such a difficult game to describe, but it is one of the fucking coolest games I've played in a I really long art. time. It is so like all the, cool. All the people are just like paintings cut out. Yeah. Like, what is that? Um, Remember that show where they were like in a high school? It was like, you can't say that on TV. That sounds right. Right, is that is that the show? Sounds right. In between that, they would have like little cutout, like kind of like paintings, animated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So this game kind of came out of left field for me. I like many of the games that wind up on Switch because I've also only had a PC for like I guess at this point two years, um, coming on two years. Uh, I miss a lot of these games that came out in like 2016, 2017. Even when I had the PC, I didn't, I wasn't really up on it like that. But um, it's cool that a lot of these games are getting second lives on the switch and i think this is a perfect example of one that that is getting one where it's yeah. like it's also like i think 15 bucks or something such a really great um it also i forgot to mention has like uh like a local i think multiplayer mode i think it has 
online multiplayer so you can actually play against, against other people? people yeah which is really really cool this looks fun. it's so cool and i'm surprised that like i, I haven't mean, hadn't heard about it before um and i would just maybe you can get the ball rolling on that wow <clears throat> <clears throat> i'll apologize everyone please <laughs> please still support the uh the anchor page apologize go to kataku.com <laughs> please please support <laughs> in any way you can uh, but yeah, no, it's a really, really cool game. Uh, I highly recommend checking it out, especially if you miss something like Monkey Ball. Yeah. Um, it's so weird. Like each boulder that you roll down uh, that you get to sort of like control, mm-hmm. they'll also have different um, like uh, attributes. And attributes. Yeah. Uh, so one of them will be lighter. One of them will be heavier. There's there's like a, an oily one that every time you jump and drop, it's on a cooldown. Wherever you drop an oil stain it, they can't place a defensive unit down. So if you like, you know, strategically put it on a corner, they can't like blindside you in certain ways. Uh, there's one that I fucking love that's probably overpowered where it's like a money one. So every time you destroy one of their defenses, you get mad money mm. and you can then use it to like build mad defenses. Um this looks interesting. So good, man! How do you I even love find this. Find out about something like that. I was just on the eShop, bro. Just like, <laughs> let me just buy this thing, and it's, it turns out it's real good. The um, show I was thinking of is you can't do that on television. No, you I can't was, say that on I was television. Close enough. Remember that? Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. I hated the show when I was a kid. But it's a lot like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that that artwork. Though. Definitely like '80s inspired yeah, shit. Sure. Um, and then the last two games I've been playing, um, one of them's called Coral. I made a video about it on Coral. Friday. Coral. Yeah, I got a lot of comments like that. Um, it's K O R A L. It's it's from a Spanish developer. Um, it's about. It's like a really kind of dope love letter to like ocean life mm-hmm. and the biodiversity that exists within like the ocean floor and stuff like that. Um, so he had made a, a couple of other indie games I think before, and he was sort of curious about what he wanted to do next. And I only know this because he also put out like a behind the scenes making of uh, video about the process of making it yeah. where him and like a group of friends, they took a boat trip from, you know, al- along the coast of Spain and they just dove over and over again, like looking at like coral reefs and like fish and they like just hung out and they made a game on the boat. And uh, it's a 2d game made in like unreal engine with like unreal engine, um, like certain Unreal Engine assets, but a lot of his, a lot of it, I think if not most of it, was actually hand drawn. So like a lot of the coral reef stuff is oh. hand drawn. It has a very Abzu like vibe yeah, to it. it. It looks a lot like Abzu in some ways. It's like a two D version of Abzu, but you play as like a um, a little water current, and you're just bringing like healing energy to coral reefs and like Damn. really simple. I mean, I beat it in like two hours. Like a really really short and sweet experience. But along the way, like the game will teach you things when you collect these collectibles of like, um, you know this this is a process called coral bleaching where the where the water temperatures rise and they all turn white and it yeah. takes it might take like over 100 years for them to recover or like here's the here's the effects of dynamite fishing and like what it means to coral reefs that like have to repair over like centuries that, you know we're losing all these things and it's a it's a very depressing not depressing but it's a very heart, uh, disheartening it is the thing to, to see you, up close did you ever see uh, our planet love our planet yeah uh the david attenborough uh, voiced yeah. documentary on Netflix. It's in Dolby Vision. Yeah, it's good. Um, but they have like the first bit is about like the seas and what we've done. It's horrible. I'm like, damn, I didn't even... I recycle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, it's it's a really like beautiful, especially that Netflix documentary. It's a very beautiful look at like how fragile these ecosystems are. Right. And like how... Literally, there's no 
you affect everything around you. Totally. Everything. And it's like, it's, it's more than enough time. And I, I have, it's funny, like I've been getting a lot of people on like Twitter and, and the YouTube comments being like, you know, typical fucking Kotaku. Yeah. Uh, you know, being a good person. Yeah. How dare you care about the <laughs> environment? I don't know why they sound like that, but in my head, that's how I read them. Like, They're fucking, all from Staten how do you, how dare you care about the ocean and the fucking, you know, Fuck the coral here. reefs? What kind of fucking scumbag? I'm like, all right, man, all right, come on. Relax. I'm just saying the ocean is real cool and it's kind of sad that <laughs> what's happening to the ocean. You know, 90% of sharks are dead. Oh my God. And the rest that are here, they live by the coral reefs that are left. Which are also dead. Yeah, like they're just <laughs> running out of room to live. Like that's horrible. And that makes them bite people more <laughs> because there's no food. Yeah, it's horrible shit. So <laughs> coral <laughs> is like this really beautiful like celebration yeah. of that stuff, but it also doesn't shy away from like, hey, Teaching look, stuff, yeah. you're gonna swim through plastic in this area, and it's like, look how look how awful and ugly this is, and look how like beautiful and, and fragile. It? It's really beautiful. It's, I mean, I think it's also using like um. Uh, pre-made stuff but it's really well curated like nice piano uplifting things and has a really cool ending that i kind of appreciated i don't want to give away yeah but um yeah i'd say check it out it's really really cool i, I love that there's a game like this that exists that has that doesn't shy away mm-hmm. from its um from its you know actual it's message that, that people are like i want to have a message i care about this thing I also love games. Right. Let me, let me make a game about the things that I love. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, it, and it's impactful. It's moving. And like, you know. You might learn something. They're fucking, the, again, the commenters are like, how, why can't you just talk about the game? It's like, well, that's literally that's half of what the it game is. is telling you about these. Like, I can't not talk about this shit. Um, so, yeah. Check it out. Uh, even if, if anything, just check out the video I made on it. It's pretty cool. Yeah, that's funny as hell. Yeah. And then the last game I've been playing, I just started playing today again. I finally am jumping back into No Man's yeah. Sky. No Man's Sky is my my go-to game where i just need to like relax cool down do some busy work you know just ponder things like i'll think about work while i'm playing this game and come up with ideas for things and like it's just like it's it's basically like you know the the my equivalent of i don't know like fucking woodworking or something where it's like it's it keeps my hands and and my brain busy but it's at a low enough heat where i i still have room to just be like oh okay let me you know, think, plot out my week and maybe I'll come right. up with an idea. I'll, I'll pitch this thing this week or whatever. Um, and like I was mentioning to you off the air, like it's such a perfect game to like, you go in and you're like, all right, I have no itinerary today. What's my project for today? It's like, like again, it's like fixing your house or something. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, I'm today I'm going to work on my base. And on the way to work on the base, I'm like, oh, there's some drop pods. Let me go do this drop pod. You know what? I could use some more inventory space. Let me work on that. Oh, I'm out of fuel. Let me make fuel. So it's, it's like, like, what was I out here doing? Yeah, what the fuck was I doing? So it kind of does help <laughs> to actually like, fight. yeah, like riot. Oh, pirates. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's just like, and I'm and I'm super super excited for like the the, the optional VR thing that's coming down the road the the new whatever online component's yeah. going to be I hope it doesn't really like alter too much of what's already in place because I remember when the next thing came out like all my old shit was like yeah it was like yo all these things gone not there anymore. yeah like you have a lot of credit though. yeah <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I I kind of want to do something like regularly for the game um at at work because I yeah. I do think that this game is like deep enough that and there's a, you know a lot of meat there where the content can sort of overflow so yeah i'm gonna think about it for a bit and hopefully announce something soon but uh either way i'm gonna do it yeah, even if it's on my own personal twitch okay. so yeah but what about you man what you been playing uh i've only been playing one thing because i have no games and i have no switch because my joy con damn is broken or broken 
both is of, broken. Both of them? No, one is broken. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's doing, like, phantom inputs that I've mentioned, like, six times on the show already. <sighs> and then, like, sometimes it fixes itself and I can play for, like, an hour or two. But, but it's just it so in. frustrating Ugh. when it's, just, like, backing me out into the menu. No. and Yeah, so that's really annoying. And I'm really sad because I really want to play, like, games on my Switch. I want to yeah. play Smash Brothers and I can't. <clears throat> you can play with the adapter, right? Yeah, but I don't like playing on docked. Oh, you like handheld? I love handheld. Fucking Switch. weirdo. Yeah. But, I mean, what's the point of having the Switch, man? That's true. I mean, it's both, right? Yeah. But, like, I'm usually, like... Oh, at, at work or something? Yeah, yeah at work yeah, or, yeah, like, yeah. when I'm out, like, I just, like, popping up, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, yeah. My girlfriend's telling me something, not listening. Yeah, yeah, don't listen to that. Sorry, babe. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so uh, I've been playing only The Division 2, uh, which recently just got a big update with their raid. Which we'll talk about. Which we, we will can talk, talk about. about. I mean, we, yeah, we can talk about it a little bit now. Um, so anyway, spoiler alert: I didn't play it because you need eight people. There is no matchmaking, unfortunately. Even though they said there was going to be. Yeah, Chase from the Discord hit me up as I was like reading about the raid. I was like watching a raid, and I was like, "Yeah, I can't wait to get home." He was like, "Yo, there's no matchmaking." I was like, "Fuck." <laughs> um, you so blame, shout, you blame shout, Ch- No, I don't blame, blame Chase. Chase. I, he was he was looking Chase. out for me. He was like, "Yo, don't get your feelings hurt." Yeah, yeah, to, yeah. yeah. Shout out to Chase. Shout out to Chase. Um, so. Uh, yeah, so lately I've just been like literally doing like the very nerdy, minute, like in the weeds, getting a build together mm. that it's like, right now I'm working on a DPS build, which you don't know is damage per second. Oh, yeah. interesting. So I'm trying to like get as strong as possible. I just want to be a hard hitting fucking, what do you call that in nerd terms? Like the mage, not mage. Like a, like a warrior? Warrior class. Yes. But I have an assault rifle. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, and that's been really fun for me. Like, so I go, I go, like I'll do it at work. Like when I have some downtime, I'll just go online and be like, "Yo, what are some cool builds? See what mm-hmm. people are making, and then like tweak based on what the materials I have or what gear I have, right. and then try to make something like very similar or something that fits more in my play style." And that's been really fun for me because I'm really not that player. That's like, cool though. But it's kind of like out of necessity. Like right. I don't, I don't have anything else to do. Besides, like, the daily missions and so you stuff. You can, like, work on your car. Yeah, exactly. It's yeah, just, like, yeah. tuning up the car, working on the fucking A-spec ratio yeah, and shit. Yeah. yeah. So that, that's been really fun for me. Uh, and then, like, trying to, like, get new... Um, there's, like, a new uh, weapon. There's, like, the sniper rifle that you have to, like, uh, get these components for. So you have to do a certain mission uh, to get each component. So you have to do, like... But the, all, all the missions are not, like, procced on the same day. So they have these things called invaded missions where the, mm. the final kind of bad guys invade a mission that you've played a hundred times before. Oh, cool. And that happens only certain times throughout the week. So they rotate mm. basically like, oh, this mission will be there on Monday and then next week there'll be these three missions. Got it. So you can only get this thing if you're like on it and like on it every day and kind of like just making sure that you can get it. So I've been working on that. Nice. It's really fun. I don't know. Like I get like a lot of satisfaction from doing stupid shit like that. That's like, cool though. Yeah. You yeah. know, like, yeah, yeah. and I never thought that I would be this kind of, because I'm not like I, that kind of like though. takes me out of it though like the minute like kind of builds and like I don't know another game that I've really ever really done anything like that before Monster Hunter maybe yeah but even Monster Hunter I'm just like ah, I like I just like the look of this game yeah that's set, how so, I go yeah, so I, was, I want I these six right. scales bro the, the, it, you can get in the weeds like that and do the mix sets and all that stuff but I, like I don't care enough to really do that uh, i'm gonna get back into monster hunter because that new dlc looks good you should jump in no, no man. okay no, um, man, no man's sky all day <laughs> yeah we should do that too are you playing on ps4 by the way yeah 
No Man's Sky? Yeah. Yeah, dog. Because I got I looked at my my save seventy hours. Damn. Can't just walk away from that, man. Seventy hours? Yeah, over seventy hours. That's a lot. Long time. That's a long time. You're a true fan. You're a gamer. Till this day. Till the day. You said I got knocked knocked out? No. He got knocked out? No, he knocked someone oh, he else knocked out. Someone else in out. the first round. I did not see Sound that. Sound like a gunshot when he Jeez. <laughs> oh, someone it's, clapped. It's really bad. Damn. Like it doesn't even look like he hit him. That's how fast he hits him. What was it? Like a, it was like a boxing a, match. Oh, boxing. Yeah, that was, he's he's a boxer. What's his name? Uh, I don't know. I don't watch boxing. Yeah, me neither. But I, I, he's gigantic. Yeah. He's like, like the sculpture of David. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like chiseled. Like, yeah, he's like, well, like what the fuck? Like you're the gods, baby, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's There's ridiculous. No way. Yeah, you like were, you ever see people like that? Like, yeah, like what? You were dipped in like the <laughs> Hades River and shit. Like, yeah, you were born on a mountain. Yeah, bro. you were sculpted mm-hmm. by like fucking Angelis. You came out of fire. <laughs> I was like, yep. That's how it was I'm like right. a mold <laughs> from the forge of the gods. Yep. It was, it's fucking weird. Yeah, uh, but he knocked someone out. Wow. Anyway, it's really good. That's why. And that's what I've been playing. Nice. <laughs> you haven't been playing Fortnite. No. Oh. Uh, I don't know why that's there. <laughs> Just oh, that a, was from last week. That was from it's last a ghost. Week. It's a ghost in the machine. Yeah, ghost in the shell. Um, all right, cool. Let's just jump into the news this week. Actually, let, since we're still on the on the Division Two stuff, let's just jump right into that story. So, <laughs> Division Two raid extremely difficult for console players. Apparently, so um, yeah. The, apparently, this past week has been a bit of a week for the Division. On top of the you know the news not coming out of it, not having uh, matchmaking. Mm-hmm. But in addition to like the actual raid coming out, like PC players, I think had com- cleared it like a few hours after it, right. it released. But then it took console players a while. I think it took them uh, the first clocking in at over thirty six hours. The second at nearly oh, wait, I'm sorry. Yeah, the, the the game's PS4 leaderboards show that two eight player teams have cleared it. This I guess this was at the time. It's three now. It's three now. Yeah, yeah but well, at least I, last I checked, like a. This morning interesting so yeah apparently a lot of the discourse has been around the fact that on pc it's obviously a lot easier to play because it has a, a faster frame rate mm-hmm. it's got you know whip fast mouse control like you know accuracy and the console version just doesn't have that it, it, it's at 30 frames it's um you know you're using controllers it's uh, a lot harder to aim it's a lot harder to aim so it definitely feels like it wasn't optimized well for consoles yeah. and as a result it's just harder on a technical level and um i've been seeing discussions about like you know like you said before like making the right dps uh build so that it's like less about headshots and more right. just about just, pure, just damage. pure damage because yeah. you have to like compensate just get them down as fast as you can right right yeah. and, and I, you know i've been hearing about like how long it's been taking and like how long some of the breaks have been like hours worth of breaks and yeah, between so almost like five hours and then the, the first one was like 36 hours something like that Jesus yeah Christ. it's a lot i mean that's what you kind of expect like i don't really expect a lot of people to get like beat it like day one right which was impressive but this seems like you need a lot of coordination. Um, and I think that's why they didn't want matchmaking. Mm. They want you to have like a really core team of team people. to yeah. really get it. But also, like, not a lot of people have eight friends that have the same game. I don't even think I have eight friends. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny as fuck. Yeah, man. Uh, that's sad, though. No, it is sad. I have a lot of No, actually, that's kind of fire. Not having eight friends is dope. Yeah. Got a few on MySpace. I got a lot of friends. Yeah, that's true. I, Look, I, no, I don't. Wait, not MySpace. Facebook. Facebook. <laughs> Is that a Fraser fan page? Yo, <laughs> Facebook. Can we start that? Fraser's I, good. I think we just did. 
the intro of the phrase is dope. If you make that, you owe us a check. Yeah, word. Phrase book. I, I guarantee that exists. 100%. <laughs> it definitely exists somewhere. But yeah, I mean, it's kind of interesting also, like, the the um, the um way people adapt to certain things. So, like, like you said, like... Um, on consoles it's a lot harder so people are making dps builds so that's now the the uh, uh what's the like the meta yeah that's now the meta for the PC. Console. yeah console stuff so it's it's interesting just how kind of um that will change just based on the con like the platform that you're playing on right um which is very i don't know that's kind of weird to like think about you never think about like you think it's the game is just the game you know right, right. it's gonna be the same for everybody but no no yeah it, it, it's kind of it's it's a little disappointing to hear that this is the case yeah. that like i mean a they don't have matchmaking they, they said they're working on it they which is to. which is a bummer yeah. because they said it was supposed to be in there but it's not yeah. um and then yeah the fact that it hasn't been optimized in that way i do i mean i will shout out the community that's been like figuring it out though like they've <laughs> they've been like figuring the shit out but it sucks that it fucking needs that level of like i don't know for a game that also came out the gate so strong like it just sucks that you know these games are fucking hard to make i apparently. think they knew it was in the cards like just from them postponing it the two weeks mm. i had a feeling that like yeah something's not right right because they like you said they came out steaming yeah and uh now it's just like kind of at a halt um but I, I, I'm like I'm confident in this team. They they seem to have their you know their intentions in the right place. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you know a few tweaks, trying to balance it out so it's not super easy. You know, but Word. you know. Yeah, I'm into it though. Nice. Um. All right. Cool. Our second story is gonna blow um your socks. Thirteen year old Paul's minds and and <laughs> a lot of a uh, console war enthusiasts out there yeah man uh sony and microsoft this is from their website sony and microsoft to explore strategic partnership the subtitle says company or the the description says companies to to collaborate on a new cloud-based solution for gaming experiences on ai solutions so um yeah essentially uh, this is from the from the article sony corporation and microsoft corporation announced on thursday that the two companies will partner on new innovations and to enhance customer experience in their direct-to-consumer entertainment platforms and ai solutions under the memorandum of understanding signed by the parties the two companies will explore joint uh development of future cloud solutions in microsoft azure to support their respective game and content streaming services. In addition, the two companies will explore the use of current Microsoft Azure data center-based solutions for Sony's game and content streaming services. By working together, the companies aim to deliver more enhanced entertainment experiences for the world, for their worldwide customers. Those efforts will also include building better development platforms for their current creator community. So, I mean, this is a bunch of like uh, corporate jargon and um, it's basically like an announcement of a hint of an announcement so yeah. it's, it's definitely like hey look there's news on the horizon uh, but here's like the, the the tease to that news on the horizon so uh, not a lot there to really like chew on but mm-hmm. the fact that these two giants who've been are working together are working together they, and especially ones that have been like butting heads for so long especially playstation right like playstation and <laughs> xbox like what the fuck is going on like every like up is down, down yeah. is up. It's like, I mean, it's, it's inevitable though, right? Right. The one console future. I, I think that, you know, I think there'll still be two, but I think that it'll just be more integrated with one another. You know, we'll be able to do that cross-platform playing a lot Ooh. of stuff. I, I think that's just more beneficial to both parties. Right. Um, I wonder how much of this is them being like, 
yo, we've got, you know, giant Google. Yeah, like, right on our ass. At the end of the hallway, pounding their yeah. fists. So like, like I some. see you yeah. fucking nerds. You yeah. gotta, you have to walk this way. They're like, maybe we should team up. Cloud gaming? Yeah, maybe uh, <laughs> you want to shake hands and, and form a bond? Yeah, we're... And Nintendo's on the team. fucking roof just smoking a cigarette. <laughs> like, I don't give a fuck about any Glass of Glass break, Stone Cold <laughs> Steve Austin music plays. Oh my God, it's Google! <laughs> I can't believe it. Yeah, for real. I, I think that's kind of what's happening here where they're like, okay, we have to, we have to form some sort of allegiance here. Yeah. Um... But also, Some like Game of Thrones shit, man. It really is because you know the 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 cynical side of me wants to say, okay, we're we're definitely headed towards a no console future, right? right? Where we are. I mean, it's, it's what we're doing now with a lot of our streaming content now, where it's like I have a subscription. This is embarrassing. I have a subscription. I might as well have fucking cable at this point. Let's see. Let's see if I, I got it. Hulu. Don't got it. Crunchyroll. Got it. Netflix. Got it. Um, I just I just joined High Dive. What's that? Anime. No, oh, uh, all right. I'll check that out. Um, it's like five bucks a month. And then I have uh Criterion collection, Criterion Channel. Um, what am I missing? For those rainy nights. I got Showtime it? for Jesus and Miro. Okay, I don't have that. Um, what else do I? Have? You got HBO. I use my parents. Okay, so you got it. I got HBO. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but like, yeah, I guess if we're splitting it off, right? Um, what else do I have? Um, shout out to my you got my YouTube. Brother. Yeah, my brother hooked me up with YouTube TV, TV, which is fucking cool, actually. I should talk about this sometime. You got Spotify. I got, yeah, but we're just, just movies. Oh, we're just, we're just, just movies. Just like, okay, TV, TV media. So that's, let's, let's, that's stopping right there. That's eight, right? That's wild. That's eight subscriptions. My horrible vision, vision of the future is no console, same shit. So we're subscribing to the Ubisoft Club oh, monthly, shit. EA Play monthly, Damn. fucking Sony, you know, plus PS Plus monthly. And you're like, all right, five bucks a month, ten bucks a month. Yeah. I mean, I'm also, I mean, not even counting game shit. I have Xbox Game Pass, all that shit. So I think it's like that's my horror, horrific vision of the future. Is like we're not even paying for games anymore. We're just paying for subscription based things. The other side is also, um, if I were cable companies. I would be coming up with the illest plan to undercut all that shit. But they don't, man. They're dumb. They're stupid. They're like, here's another $80 package. <laughs> yeah, like, with a fucking landline. Yeah. Who the fuck? You don't want Stars West? <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? No. no. Stars West, man. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, like, so. But also, the other hor- horrific vision of the future yeah. is this Steam versus Epic Game Store versus fucking EA yeah. Play versus Ubisoft. Like, all these different game store fronts where you're like, all right, I got I got my brand new TV that has, you know, uh, Google Stadia on it. Right. But then I also got to download Ubisoft's game client. Just I gotta to down- play the <sighs> thing. Yeah, just to play the... Just uh, to buy it. Just to buy the thing. Right. Then play it on there. But now I got to... I don't, yeah, how's that? Yeah, because I got movies on iTunes. I have movies on Google Play. I have See, like, this could, it, it could go either way. It could be super dope or it's going to be super lame. And then we're just going to be kind of slaves to it. That's know? the thing. That's the scary part. Yeah. So that's the scary part is, like, at what point is it better to just, I don't know, is there going to be an alternative? Because, like, I, the thing about Stadia that scares me, and this is why I bring it up, is, like, because, you know, it's going to definitely be, I think this is probably a reaction to that to a degree. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Stadia kind of scares me because it's like, all right, this cool ass Stadia game that has a thousand players and it's fucking cool as hell, and I'm gonna play it and I have a good time. But then, you know, my internet cuts out, or I travel, 
and I have shitty internet somewhere else. It's like, I, well, I gotta wait till I get home with my fire ass internet to have it. Yeah. Or, you know. Or AT&T's like, yo, you got LTE, but it runs more like 4G, Cameron. <laughs> yeah, for real. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That LTE thing is a fucking lie. It's a lie. Um, don't so, get yeah. AT&T. Really, really cool news, but also like, I don't know. It's kind of scary. Yeah, no, I, I think it's like a slippery slope, and I think... I think that's maybe why they're they're trying to do that right now. They're like, oh, let's come up with an alternative. They probably see it too, you yeah. know. And again, I don't put a lot of faith in these big corporations to like have our best interests in mind. But mm-hmm. um, I mean, we'll see, right? Yeah, you got you got to be hope. Uh, what is it? And you got to be willing to pull the cord, man. Yeah, that's what you got to live with. Like, yo, I might just be playing my PS4 for the rest of my life. Facts, you know, or the PS5 or whatever that is, and then. If it gets to the point where I I can't keep up, but the you know it's just not viable, then I'm just gonna be playing consoles for the rest of my life. I'm out. Yeah, I'm out. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, I'm out. Like that's it. I'm out the game. If I can't just have my stuff offline, and I don't know, man, isn't that weird to think about? Yeah. Like you, you never really consider that with like I don't know with movies to a degree. You're like, ah, eh, whatever's on Netflix, I'll watch whatever's on Netflix. Right. So you you don't really necessarily seek it out, but with games in particular, it's always been like, oh shit, I'm gonna get. Uh, Switch because I want to play Zelda. I want to mm-hmm. pl- I want to get PS4 because I want to play Spider Man. I want to play uh, I don't know Forza yeah. Horizon. I wanna, so I want to get an Xbox. Um, but it's weird that that might it might get to a place. And you know what though? To be fair, that is kind of a cool place to get to. In in like my positive half of my brain goes. Yeah, but everything else has to work out. The infrastructure. Totally, totally. But let's yeah. just say yeah, that, yeah, works that works out, right? right. The the cool thing about where I think this could head for video games is like, hey, maybe games, maybe all games don't have to be seventy hour triple A games because they have to justify the the crunch and the. Mm-hmm. The, the you know all the the pricing all that shit maybe we'll get way more quick hit games that are like the same way that I, I walk into a bookstore and I go oh I want I'm gonna read this dumbass yeah, Swedish crime some, novel fucking chiclet yeah, yeah oh I'm gonna read this like really cool nonfiction novel about fucking brains yeah right and I'll just like you know or like I'm on Netflix and I'm like oh this is a fuck this is you know the 36 chambers I'll watch this shit this that's cool right so it'll become sort of ubiquitous where you're like oh you're not putting so much of like an investment into this thing, mm. but it's also kind of scary because you're like, I don't know. I don't know what that means for preservation. I don't know what that means for like creator intent. There's so many factors involved here that like, it's hard. It's really easy actually to like overlook those th- concerns where you're like, man, what if somebody does want to come in the game and make a fucking God of War type game? And this actually turns the tides where everything needs to be, I mean, a ten season God Game of Thrones. They, they literally show. need to just keep their eye on the music biz, man. Because like they they've been going through that same exact thing where, you know, like, how, do you still use your iTunes? No, no. We probably should be, so yeah. we can keep our shit. <laughs> we don't have, we don't own any of that shit. I that you only bought. use Spotify. I and I, I buy albums. Yeah, I buy vinyls. Yeah, you know, but it's rare. Yeah, it's got it's <laughs> got to be fire. Yeah. yeah. That's true. So it's like, you know, yeah. and then like, they still haven't figured out what what is what's a stream worth, and you know what that means for the content. And like, it's changed the way albums are even laid out. Like now, every album is only ten tracks long because people need that quick. Yeah, a, a song is sometimes two and thirty, two minutes thirty seconds. That's not a song. You know what I will say though. It's a hook. What I will say about like again, positive half of the brain. Yeah, for sure. Here, here's where like I'll split again. My positive half of the brain says, 
that's still kind of cool though because somebody can go on YouTube and still listen to the latest or can still watch like the For the sure. Lil Nas X video, right? Which is fucking cool, by the way. I don't know if you've seen it. Yeah, yet. I saw it. Um, they can still watch that because it's so easily accessible, right? But then the other part of my brain goes, especially with this like all streaming future, let's say, or cloud future, whatever you want to call it, that accessibility thing can also become a huge barrier mm. because it requires faster internet speeds. It requires, you know, this peripheral requires that subscription. So like, what does that mean for like, you know, disenfranchised poor yeah. people? What does it mean for like other countries internationally? You like, what does it mean? Go and get some shit. Right. What does it mean for like gamers in Brazil? What does it mean for gamers in Ecuador? What does it mean for, you know, the fact that this is now again becoming this, this really high society style, like, you know, yeah, hobby. It's like, that's kind of messed up. Like that it's, we're kind of, I don't know. To me, it sort of feels like we're, we're, there's no more coin up. There's no more. Yeah. Yeah, man. It's weird, man. But it's interesting. I wonder if somebody will come in and I don't know, we'll see what the demand is like and we'll see what the, what the, what the reception is like. But if there was someone to, somebody to come out and go, Hey, it's similar to what kind of Epic game store is trying to at least portray themselves as been, as being shake doing it like, Yeah. Shake it up. Like maybe we'll provide a good faith, you know, mm-hmm. quote unquote, I'm doing air quotes here. Um, service where it's like, yo, we just want to do some. We just want to do what's right. And I think, like, the like I always say, the pendulum is swinging the other way. And I think that like everyone's becoming more aware as consumers, as For humans, sure. that maybe I don't know. Maybe one day we'll actually care about that shit, and we'll and we'll support the company that goes. You know what? We care about preservation, and we care about this. So we're not doing streaming. Fuck that. <laughs> we're doing cartridges. We're doing floppy disk, motherfucker. Um, but I don't know. So it's a weird, weird time. Um, and in addition to that, uh, pu- so this is our other story. Publishers were pulling their games off of the Epic Game Store sale because th- this is a story that I, at first, when I first heard about it, I was like, oh, it kind of like it swelled and swelled. And I was like, oh, shoot, this is actually way more important than I, I failed to realize when I first heard about it. Because it's like, oh, Epic Game Store has a sale. It came out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Boom, we have a sale, flash sale. And you went to this flash sale and you're like, oh, wait, games that aren't even out yet right. are on sale. And you're like, how are they doing this? And they're, like, they're clearly doing this to compete with Steam, right? And the plot sort of thickened relatively quickly once publishers were pulling their games off of that that sale because the way they were doing it was, uh, for some of the games, Epic was being like, all right, we'll take 10% off, but the, the developer won't see that hit because we're going to pay that extra 10 We'll pay the difference. So mm-hmm. you pay 40 bucks for a 50-buck game, and we'll fill we'll in the, take t- the, the 10 hit, bucks. Right? Yeah. Um, but what it does for certain games though is it sort of puts the it puts it puts them in a weird position for many reasons one of which is like yo i got a game coming out that i think is like worth 60 bucks right right straight up and you're telling people now it's like yo get it for 30 bucks or whatever you're like yo why are you devaluing my shit before it even hit the gate didn't that happen before recently when they first came out when um epic came out oh i forgot what game it was didn't they have something weird like that i don't I don't remember. I can't remember. Something weird. I'll try to think about it, but yeah. But it's interesting because like now the publishers have been pulling their games from the Steam from the Epic Steam Epic Store sale, Mm -hmm. and uh, they said if you bought it, they'll honor the the price that they were selling it at. But um, it's interesting. It's interesting, like the lengths at which they're trying to go to literally just buy customers at this point, and for a store that still still lacks certain features like cloud saves and and, you know certain implementations that Steam already kind of has in place. Um, 
it's interesting how this story continues to unfold and i think we're starting to see like the next evolution or the next sort of like permutation of the console war which is like literally just different stores like we're literally seeing like the best buy versus circuit city right. yeah. fucking scenario over again it's so fucking weird man shout out to the whiz <laughs> shout out nobody well actually everybody yeah, everyone beat the beat whiz. The <laughs> that's crazy they beat the shit out the that's, the, that's the name of this episode everybody beat the whiz <laughs> Um, and our last story this one is actually kind of interesting uh, Micro- uh, Microsoft announces Minecraft Earth uh, with a really f- sort of uh, fancy trailer that came out this past week looks cool so it's basically um, Pokemon Go meets Minecraft so the trailer shows off like um, this girl walking around town and she sees like different things being built so the idea is that uh, and also the beta comes out this summer so that's kind of interesting I can't wait to see what is going to happen but um, also, like, what's going to be built? Like, wh- what links are going to go to, like, remove giant dicks, you yeah, know, true, in, like, Times right. Square and stuff, uh, which would be hilarious. But um, <laughs> I'm really, really excited because, like, this is, I mean, y- you know, not taking into account the, the it's shitty-ass creator and all the fucking horrible... Yeah, that dude took a turn, uh, heel turn. What a fucking <laughs> scumbag, bro. Uh, but the game, I actually, I, like, personally really yeah, love minecraft it's a great game it's a really cool game and um so the mobile game version of it will have like the ar component things that they were showing off at e3 like i think a couple years ago or a few years ago at this point with the hollow lens thing where they're like looking around the table so the idea is like you you know you kind of go around you collect materials and you can build stuff in real in like you know in the world like if you point your phone at it which i think is a really interesting implementation of ar especially in this sort of game uh, in the, with this format because I like I thought Pokemon Go was cool but I also have talked at length before about how I just kind of don't like that loop of becoming a Pokemon trainer and right. you know battling and taking you over gyms. You don't want to be the very best, we know. I don't want to be the very best. <laughs> I just want to be mediocre. <laughs> I want to be mediocre, <laughs> like everybody is. Um, Straight down the middle. <laughs> um. Yeah, just like, I I don't know, I find building yeah. and creating things more interesting than like, I'm going to beat your Pokemon to death. Yeah, true. true, uh, true. Next time on Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> um, so I'm yeah, I'm curious to uh, to see more of this game. I only So far I've seen the trailer and like there there's a really cool write-up on uh, The Verge on it that someone who's, has played a previous build of it. Um, Are people going to be using their like um, magic leaps or some shit? Or is it oh, just phones? Word. The fucking the goggle shits. I think it's. I think for now it's just phones, which, which I think is the smart bet. Because you seen like the Magic Leap Two. No, you can do shared world shit. It's like literally they feed off of each goggle. See, see that's the cool shit. See, I love AR. If man. Pokemon Go did that, where it was like, yo, we're in the like me and you yeah. right here on the table. I'm Let's fucking, yeah, I'm yeah, fucking yeah. up your Pikachu or whatever. <laughs> like I would, I'd probably be into that. But right. it, but the way it is now, I just don't yeah, really like yeah. it. It's not great. But um. Yeah, I'm 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 kind of down with this Minecraft thing. I think that looks really really cool. Um, are you excited for it? Yeah, I'm 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 totally into it. You know, I, I like uh I like fucking around in Minecraft, especially with someone else. So imagine a bunch of people yeah like, in the street like at the park or some shit. Yeah, like, yeah, and I'm like, yo, you want to add to my stop fucking tower? breaking down my thing, little girl. <laughs> yeah, you fucking <laughs> asshole. Yo, get your kid. <laughs> I'm gonna Man. fucking slap this kid if you don't stop it. I almost had to hit a kid the other day. What? So I was getting money from the ATM. This little bastard comes up, <laughs> oh right? And he's just all up in my shit. And I'm like, bro, what's up, man? Fucking back up, like, what's up bro. Buddy? He's looking at me. He's like, yeah, put your code in, pimp. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, yo, 
I need my three feet, bro. Three feet. And his dad was like, oh, come here. <laughs> I was like, come on, man. Pull him. Get your badass little kid out of here, man. Yeah. Bitch ass. <laughs> I would have fucked that kid up. I, <laughs> I don't care. I never lost against a kid. They never lost. <laughs> uh, all right, cool. Jumping into questions this week. If you have any questions for us, please feel free to send an email to us directly at questions at the-optional.com. Or you can drop a question into our Discord channel, the questions channel. Or... Like we mentioned at the top of the show, yes. record us a voice message. Do that. It's fun. Hit us with a voice message. We want to hear from you also. This week, we're going to try something new. We're going to present a question to, to you, you all. guys, and we want you to hear your voices. We want to hear your smooth, velvety voices. And also, you got to try to get it in within like, like what, two, one minute. One minute? I think it's one something minute. like that. Yeah. yeah. So, so make it short sorry. and sweet. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So Mo writes in a uh, question for the week. Thinking about Plague Tale, are there any super specific historical settings you'd like to see explored? So many. What? What's your first one up? I mean, we've seen how many Assassin's Creeds. Yeah, and uh, we still haven't seen feudal Japan. But I also want to see like Latin America. Yeah, I have a very venture. I, I kind of sound like fuck. I was a little sound a little Trumpy in there for a second. I have a very very interest in <laughs> Latin America. Um, that's that's horrible. I'm sorry. I apologize for yeah. that. Uh, no, but seriously, I have a really, really like you know, love a deep love for my for my people, my and you know my homeland. I want to see like how dope would it be to see you know maybe sort of the same way that Assassin's Creed Three um, tackled it. Even though I haven't played that game, so I don't, I can't really speak to it. But, yeah. Um, but not necessarily just Assassin's Creed. I want to see a game that that takes place during, um, you know, this the the Spanish colonize colonizing latin america or, 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 or yeah, yeah. yeah even before then i want to see like games that takes place that take place during like the mayan like uh, civilization rain. yeah like the aztecs the incas oh, let me see that shit man how many times are we going to see and to be fair we there were there were a couple games that came out this past year or so that i've been covering um from like mexican developers yeah, and stuff yeah, like yeah. that so there are things coming out like that but, but you don't see a lot of it you don't see a lot of it i want to see like studio backed shit that's not just like we're going to chile and there's fucking mexicans and we're yeah. going to take out drug cartels I, hoorah i want to see like a uh kind of like a strategy war kind of game but like uh, the haitian revolution yeah man. 1804 you know give us that sh- let me be fucking desaline and uh Toussaint Louverture and oh all that God. shit like it like that would be cool cuz yeah. like I, I mean, I mean, I think a lot of people are getting uh, hip to the fact that Haiti was about it. Yeah, like they, they, they were, <laughs> they were the real deal. Yeah, how man. do you defeat three major powers? Well, two major powers, but twice Spanish, uh, French twice. Yeah, and you know, I would love to see that. Um, I would love to see some more, you know, Egyptian stuff, but like not yeah. like, um, like pre, pre tut. You know, like like right. the the heyday, like the. The shit, the, the the top top dog shit. Um, mm. I would love to see some stuff like that because I, I want to learn some stuff about that too. So yeah, we don't really get to learn. We only learn about like a certain era. Like we get to see like the almost the excavation of that stuff. Right. You know, like yeah, the, like it's, the mummy or yeah, something like that. like it's yeah. already passed. Right, right, right. Yeah. So yeah. I want to see some stuff set in there. Uh, I think Assassin's Creed did a decent job with that stuff. So yeah, um, something like that, like a big epic kind of adventure game, maybe or like a story driven. Um, game where you're you're playing as a, a a kid around that time right like a plague tale style or it'd be dope to like do some fucking like like how assassin's creed had that um 
that mode where you can like kind of look at stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But like AR though, imagine that. <sighs> AR though, oh yo, that would or be like, sick. Or uh, like VR, whatever. I should say VR because AR, I guess you can't really do it. No, AR would be cool though. Imagine, yeah. imagine you're, you know, at a park in New York and you put your phone up and you see how it used to look. Oh, that would be cool. How crazy would that be? And you be, could right? like have a slider for time. Yeah, like look, this is how the Native Americans lived here. Oh shit! This is when the fucking this yeah. is when the the whites came and destroyed everything. <laughs> <laughs> The whites. Uh, it's, it's trademarked. Yeah. Tra- <laughs> um, the other thing I was gonna say was there, there's a game I, I'm blanking on the name. Uh, chat, help Discord, help me out eventually if you can. Yeah. I, I thought I was live streaming for a yeah, second. Chat, chat, talk to me right now. Um, nice, there, like <laughs> there was a game that um, Gita told me about actually. It's like this Afro futurism style game where it's like it takes place in Africa where it's like it's a board game, it's a tabletop game, but it's all about like you know what if. I think that's what, if I remember correctly, the description of it. it was like, what if, you know, the civilizations actually like, got a chance to develop, like Wakanda did, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? They actually got a chance to develop. And it's a board game about that, like setting that sort of universe. I want to see that kind of shit too, where it's like, what if, you know, Cusco was never fucked up? Or what if, you know, yeah. what if wherever, like never got destroyed? Like, let's see that shit. Like, let's see like really cool different interpretations of like things that will not only empower people, but tell stories about cultures and things that are like not yeah. just Lara Croft going through old. We don't even my, see a lot tunnels. of like uh, South Asian or yeah. Southeast Asian stuff. Yeah, like we don't really see a lot, a lot about India pre uh, British colonialization. You know, yeah, word. Uh, so it'd be cool to like just learn about that type of thing. Word, word. Uh, so much there to to, to like. You yeah, know, to feed on. There's a, there's a lot. Lots there's of so stuff. many civilizations and histories, and you know, there's people out there that are not just, uh, you know, the whites. <laughs> Sorry, the different types of whites. <laughs> um, the off whites. Yeah. Wow, a Virgil, Virgil? Bag game. <laughs> Yo, I would play that. You know, that's coming. That's that's has, that has yeah. to come soon. Um, all right, cool. So jumping into feeling it for the week. Thank, that was a great question, by the way. Yeah. Shout out to Mo. Feeling it is where we take one thing that we absolutely love from the past week, or two things in my case, that we've stumbled across that we think is worth sharing. Yeah, I want to go. Um, so I watched on uh, HBO. They have uh, Gerard Carmichael has a new show. Oh, I saw that. On there called Home Movies, where he just like literally just goes home to where he grew up and he just interviews people in his family, his friends. That's cool. And they just talk about regular shit. Just hmm. like talks about to his sister about how it is to be a black woman how important it is that she raise her kids to be aware of the world around them and like how brutal she brutally honest she has to be with them because of their safety and shit and i've i've like felt that like so deeply because my mom was never pulled punches with that type of thing like yeah to protect you i gotta tell you how fucked up the world is unfortunately mm, i can't true. let you be a kid all this whole time you know yeah, yeah, yeah. which is you know sad but it's true like it's, it's it's you know a lot of us have that uh upbringing but um yeah he just goes to his friends and they talk about like silly shit and it's it's just really good it's really well shot and it's just no it just feels like home or something like that's that cool. i don't know it, i cool. kind of wanted to do a project with that like just interviewing like family yeah and just like picking their brain about shit you know yeah yeah it'd yeah. be cool to just sit down with your grandfather or something like that and just be like hey tell me about something yeah <laughs> like, especially nowadays where like all the all the shit is pretty accessible for us to create with right yeah. like you could take your phone and go talk to your mom mm-hmm. for like an hour and absolutely get, like because there are times where like yeah like you mentioned i'll go back home and we'll have a family party or gathering 
and I'll hear my dad tell a story about his youth, and I'm like, mm-hmm. I've never heard that right. about you. That's <laughs> like, how did you not die? Yeah, you know? that's right, crazy. Right. Um, so that's cool. I want to check that out. I, I also share that same passion of like wanting to go back and interview like my grandmother, for example, or my yeah. parents. Like, what what possessed them to immigrate to the United States and like start like? Because I wouldn't do that at my age right now. I mean, granted, I have a lot of other factors, you know, impacting they, that decision. They, but they did all that stuff younger and right. you know, way way more underprepared than we will ever be. Right. <laughs> Which right. is fucking weird. Yeah. And, and the sort of the gems that they drop to you throughout the course of your life are things that some people may not be aware of. Right. Like you mentioned a couple of things that like really struck a nerve where like, I remember growing up, um, cause you know, like me and my brother at a certain point, in, uh, a certain part in our lives were like, you know, we dressed differently. We spoke differently. Right. We, you know, we, as a result, we were automatically categorized a certain way. If, if, you know, a cop saw us or whatever. Right. So I remember thinking like back to conversations I had with my father about like when I first started driving about how to behave when you get pulled over so the cops don't fucking shoot you. And it's like conversations Mm -hmm. that children should never have, you know, like it's horrible shit. And it's weird because like a lot of times, you know, that stuff seems so normal until you come across someone who didn't get that talk. (sighs) And you're like, wait. That's not a normal thing. To yeah, <laughs> they're how? like, why? Why would? Why would my parents tell me about that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. like, you know, it, it, it's funny. But in this show, it just kind of takes a dive into his life and his family. He introduce uh, interviews his ne- uh, niece and about like her time in school and how t- kids treat her, and you know, uh, just dealing with like race as a young kid. And uh, it's not all about like race and stuff, but it, it does hit those topics a lot because that's, you know, that's a part of life. Yeah. Um, so it, it's a really good watch. It's short. It's like 30 minutes, if I'm not mistaken. Nice. And I think they're going to be coming out episodically, but they're really good. HBO, right? HBO, yeah. Nice. It's nice. called Home Movies. Home Movies. Yeah. Word, word. Cool, cool, cool. Also love uh, Jared Carmichael. Yeah, he's, he's great. So I don't know. Good. He's going to be one of those dudes, again, like that are just so important. Like yeah. He's come out with so many good things. His show was really good. I'm Super so sad on. that it got canceled. David Allen Greer. Yeah, it was really good. Like Lil Rel, uh, yeah. Tiffany Haddish. Tiffany Haddish, yeah. yeah. Such a good show, man. Really good. It was also like, I can't talk enough about that <laughs> show. But um, I have a double this week. I have a double feature. Nice. So my first one I've heard about for a while, and I just like it took me a while to actually like hit play on it. I also didn't know how long it was, so there's a lot of the factors involved. Turns out it's four episodes, I think about an hour each. Um. It's called Wu-Tang Clan of Mikes and Men. It's a documentary series. (laughs) Showtime, right? Showtime, yeah. Showtime. Um, It's a four-part documentary on the rise and sort of, I guess you could call it fall of Mm -hmm. of the Wu-Tang Clan, who, in my opinion, are like, they're not even human beings. They are like superheroes. Yeah, they're gods. They're gods. They'd definitely be on the pantheon of rap. 100% 100% of, of culture I of culture yeah. yeah yeah like they growing up I we're like what planet are they from like <laughs> it's real. like how are they like talking about being forged out of fire and shit like <laughs> I literally thought these people were like superheroes yeah. bro. so um, the documentary goes into like life before they made it big obviously their history, their own personal history, like their family history. Um, Do they like dive into each member? And- yeah, like, oh, pretty much each so cool. member. They have like all this incredible like uh, archival footage of like family videos, even old like um, like just all the like these photos and and interviews with the family and managers yeah. and people that they've interacted with along the way, and it talks about the rise like the, like them getting to the point in which they created like you know 36 chambers and how like they blew up like 
everything, everything that the, the hunger, the passion that went into it prior to them making it big. And then once they made it big, what challenges came with that? Yeah, or? the challenges that like eventually eroded at their foundation until they just crumbled. Yeah. And like they crumbled in a way that's not like it didn't go out in a big bang. Yeah, it's not like a fall from grace. Yeah, yeah no, yeah. it wasn't like this huge thing that overnight it was like boom. It was this thing that just like burned away at the roots and then until it just like withered away. Yeah. And you know their coral got bleached. Yo, for real. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> and it's 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 wild because um you know, you see it, it's a pretty common thing right especially with groups like groups in terms of like musicians and stuff how they break up egos get involved friends too friends especially like when you when you throw like money into this shit like i can't wait till the day where we're fighting yeah we're and i'm like I give me the million give my publishing <laughs> um no, me with a brush it's it's wild because like i mean you know you that stuff really impacts and you see it all the time with like yeah. acts like it's very it's very rare for an artist or musician to have like a 30 year long career because like the hunger and the passion that drove them when they were young and like scrappy and wanted to fucking say something and just make it out of their like conditions that goes away yeah of course and and their their circumstances change their hunger their drive it it transforms so you have like you know you don't want to hear the same thing over the course of this you know so there's a lot of different factors involved but in this case they go into the nitty-gritty about like you know, publishing the money. Ooh, yeah. Who, who, like, who's I know, I know that like RZA, like, he's very polarizing within the woo. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> Do yeah. they go into all that? Shit? All of that. Oh, shit. Oh man, and, I can't wait to watch. It's this. it's interesting because like the RZA, like, love him or hate him. Yeah. I, I fall somewhere in the middle. Like right. I I think he's a genius. Like there's there's Absolutely. no there's no way you there's can no deny. There's that, no yeah. denying how much of a fucking genius he is. But he's also like. He's he's kind of like this cult leader. Like you you recognize those same qualities in the people that were selling. Like I talked about the Silicon Valley documentary with the woman with the blood test. Did you see that? By yeah, the way, yeah, so good, great. Um, these different figures that like these startup CEOs, all these people that they share the same sort of like. But but also like I said, he's he's genius and he he's immensely talented. He produced everything. He right. wrote he wrote so much, and um, but he also did some shady shit. And like him and his like, a family and his associates kind mm -hmm. of like did some shady shit. But the the wildest part of it all is beyond all of the shadiness and the the weird, you know, um, the the weird backstabby stuff. They still love each other. Mm -hmm. They still like. Right. They still are a unit. They still are the Wu Tang Clan, even if they're not, you know, necessarily what they used to be. Right. They they are still tied together in with this like unbreakable bond that like. It's palp they have like shots of them like a lot a lot of the uh, the documentary you'll see like they're all together watching things of like ODB or watching things of whatever and uh, they're like recounting some really painful nasty shit where like they'll say something where even like you see the RZA on screen and they're talking shit about it <laughs> and and but but then you know like they, they joke right, about it right, and right, then right. they're good because like, that's how family that's how it is, is. Yeah. yeah yeah so it's just like Absolutely. if you have any sort of inkling of an interest in the Wu-Tang Clan, even if you don't... Don't, you should watch this. Watch this. It's that, so good. It's like, you be like, amazed at how much they've influenced in general. Yeah. Like, you know, culture, hip-hop is culture, so it's like, they've... We're there for it all. Yeah, <laughs> and, and the brand is still, like, I mean, not to be, uh, you know, yeah. hyperbolic or whatever, but that brand is still incredibly iconic, and it still makes a lot of money. It's, tr uh, it's transcended into 
Every everybody just wears Wu Tang shirt. Not even if they like. It's like kind of like wearing a Led Zeppelin shirt. Totally. Like, even if you're not into it, you know that the W. You know, you know yeah, right. You know what it is, right? Yeah, and it's weird to see like you know, like somebody you may never suspect, like this really adorable girl yeah. wearing like a Wu wear fucking snapback or whatever. You're like, Absolutely. oh wow, okay, like, that's interesting. Oh, that's weird. Yeah. <laughs> if you go uh, to a Wu shower, you'd be like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. There, there were so many things in the documentary that I did not know about. Mm-hmm. And I and I'm like I'm pretty knowledgeable about hip hop. Yeah, and there were things sure. that I didn't know about even in the past like five to ten years about like the the album that went on sale to Martin Scarelli. Oh yeah. They, um, they go into everything, yo. <laughs> that's and awesome. even the way the album was put together, like the shady way the album was put together, it's it's a Wu Tang album on paper. But it wasn't made necessarily with their consent. Wow. It's fucked up. Wow. It's so fucking good. Wow. W- watch this documentary. It's like, I mean, like, it's probably like four or five hours long I or whatever. I definitely want to check that out. Oh, my God. I got to get somebody's. Borrow uh, somebody's time. login. Yeah, <laughs> Maybe I'll give you mine. I'm yeah, see if it works. Um, and then on top of that, I just started watching another show on Netflix called Tuca and Birdie. Oh, yeah. My girl's watching that right now. Oh, my it's, uh, God. It's Ali Wong and Tiffany, Tiffany Haddish. Haddish. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The second time we brought up Tiffany Haddish today. Yeah, shout out to Tiffany. Um, this show is incredible. I think it's the same people that made Bodak, Bojack Horseman. Yeah, yeah. Not, I haven't yeah. watched that either. Me neither. I've watched like one or two I heard episodes. It's good. But I heard it's yeah. good too. But uh, Tuka and Birdie is a new show about these two birds, um, like literal birds. Like one of them's a toucan. The other, I forget what the other one is. Like the other species or whatever. But um, it's a really heartwarming. St- also, also Stephen Yun is in it. Oh, he, he's he's awesome. like the boyfriend yeah. of Birdie. And a lot of really cool cameos that pop up here and there. But it's a really, really psychedelic show of like these two they like it's like kind of like slice of life but also like if if the universe was you know had anthropomorphic animals and like the just weird shit like there's vegetation like plants are like also anthropomorphized so you'll see like like a fucking head of lettuce or whatever walking around um just really really weird colorful vibrant also incredibly animated really wacky almost like remember that episode of um broad city where they i think they were like tripping on something oh, yeah, it was all animated episode. such a great episode bingo bronson you're my favorite <laughs> it's kind of like that like every episode yeah but each episode is like 30 minutes long <clears throat> really tightly packed there are like longer form arcs that happen throughout the course of the show from what i could tell so far but um yeah really really cool like um honest stories about things like anxiety um uh, imposter syndrome um mm-hmm. you know dealing with depression and like uh alcoholism like great like <laughs> wild wild uh topics but they're so hilarious and they're they're written so well yeah. also um ali wong is phenomenal She's in the so show good. like because you know her, if you if you if you're familiar with her stand-up it's very crude and it's very like in your face yeah. She's, she curses a lot and she talks about like sex a ton and really gross and in the show, she plays this really like cute, like you know, innocent, you know, character that you like grow to love over time, and you, you sort of understand all of her, um, her flaws and how they become, how she sort of grows out of them, and and oh my god, man, <laughs> such an incredible show! Like it's becoming one of my favorite shows that I've seen in a long time. Even if you just like dig animated shows, check it out. Also, um, I watched it a little. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> You know what I mean? <clears throat> With some uh, extra help. Had some uh, extra medicine. Yeah, a little help, <laughs> my friend. And it helps. It definitely helps. It <laughs> helps. It, uh, it amplifies the experience. But even if you don't, like, it, it's such a good, like, wholesome, but, like, really weird and sometimes gross show. But, like, 
there are parts where just like man that's brilliant i've never i've never seen that before yeah so good that's awesome i'm gonna check it out yeah 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 Hey, one quick thing we forgot to mention in the show that we we wanted to add yeah. was uh, actually a listening a listener question to you, yeah, uh, the audience. So, Cam, uh, you had the question this week. Yeah, I was wondering uh, about how you guys actually got into games. Not exactly like the the platform or whatever that kind of got you into games, but what was the thing that kind of initially drew you to the game? So, uh, for instance. What was the thing that you saw and you were like, this is what I want to do. This is what I'm into. This is like my thing. Right. You knew you belonged here yeah, 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 with yeah. games. Because I think, you know, the how sometimes we, I talk about like my mom a lot and how she was like really open with games and how it kept us in the house and out of danger. Uh, so that she that was her tool to keep us in. And that, that, that definitely helped. Sure. But specifically for me, it was Sonic like yeah. that was the thing that I saw and I was like I gotta go fast I don't even understand <laughs> yeah like I don't understand how that's possible yeah 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 like just seeing that Genesis and you know yeah. just being like I, I want one and yeah. it, took, it took us like I think two two years to get the new one um, but you yeah had the, you had the smaller one right yeah I had the, yeah. the, the smaller one same, yeah same so what about you yeah I think it, similar similar sort of thing so like I grew up around computers and consoles and I had cousins who had every NES and Atari my dad had an Atari we had an NES it was definitely the NES because we had that way before we had the the Genesis mm-hmm. and for me honestly I think I might have mentioned it before in the past but it was Tetris Tetris to me was mind-blowing it, it, it was the first time I'm, a, I'm an extremely visual person. Right. I went to the school of visual arts. Uh, I, I, you know, I work in video. I, I, I think in video and, and yeah. pictures and, and moving pictures. And that was the first time as a, as a very young, young child, my brain still being molded by everything, that I saw video uh, like on the TV, like shapes and colors. So like problems and solutions visualized mm-hmm. that you could control to both create and destroy and to me that was like what this is insane like yeah. you can push right and it moves, moves like yeah. and back in the day that was like that was mind-blowing uh and then i think the the other major watershed moment for me was metal gear solid one yeah the opening for that i was like oh shit i'm gonna do this for the rest of my life like there's there's nothing that's gonna compete with this moment yeah i i, I would have to say getting my n64 was another moment where i was like yeah i was like this was created for me you know like it just felt right like i don't know i don't know what it was about that like that christmas was just so ill hell yeah and like you know i I miss that i don't think i'll ever have that same feeling again about games right like because it's so it's so ingrained in my life now but like then it was like so new and polished and I don't know, man. I know. I'm, I'm hopeful, man. I'm hopeful with like AR, VR. Yeah, for sure. All this other stuff. Like there's got to be. It's, it's a high bar though. You know? High bar. It's a high bar. Tetris set a high bar, it, bro. You know what it is also is because like, you know, we, we are, we're, we grew up in technology now before we remember when it wasn't so cool. Like when, when it wasn't so polished, I should right, say, right. you know, like yeah, the leap from 32 to 64 was just <sighs> absolutely insane. And then from 64 to 128, it was like, what? <laughs> like, Shenmue, like, I remember seeing Dream, uh, Crazy Taxi on Dreamcast. Jet Set Radio. Jet Set Radio. Like, changed my life. Soul, it's or, probably top five favorite games in my life. Soul Edge. Soul Edge. NBA 2K. <gasps> in, in, uh, in, uh, MLB 2K. 
Oh my god, <sighs> man! Yeah, so we want to hear from you, and we want to hear like you know what, what what was that one thing, or maybe two things? Yeah, what, what was what were the things that you were like? This is where I want to be. Yeah, and also like the why, the why, because like, yeah. you know we could talk about the technical shit right. all, all we want, but like. Yeah, give us a little bit of that extra why in there. Just sprinkle it in there. Yeah. And uh, we, yeah, again, we want to hear from you. Voice so, messages. Voice messages. <laughs> um, all right, cool. So before we wrap up the show, how can the people find you online? You can catch me on Twitters and Instagram if you want. Uh, at Capicantlu, C-A-P-I-C-A-N-T-L-O-S-E. Um, and uh, yeah, hit me up, man. Nice. I'll be posting mad Street Fighter shit. <laughs> yeah, for real, dude. It's actually pretty good. It's like the only way I know about Street yeah. Fighter is I was like, oh, I got to watch this video of Cam curated this. <laughs> um, I'm Polly Mayo. That's P O L I M as in Mary, A Y O. And I'm on Twitter and Instagram. One of the funny things actually that happened, I think, over the couple weeks ago. Yeah. After we posted that Barrett story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was actually like in a couple of those YouTube hit videos. Cause like, cause they're just like scrolling through the article and like my name's my Twitter account stuff yeah. in there. and I had a couple of people would just butcher my last name, nice. and it was the funniest thing in the world. Tomeo. Someone said Tomoya, Tom- Toyoma, Tamyoma, some shit. I was like, "Geez, you're not even trying to read. Just, re- just Tama. Just read. <laughs> read it. It's three <laughs> syllables, bro. Like, even if you give him the mayo, <sighs> that's one. I mean, that's yeah, like, that's like it. the best wrong answer. Yeah, that's teachable. Yeah, I could teach right, you. Right, I could right. teach you out of that one. But, but if you were putting the Y before the E, you're not even reading there's the whole. No e. <laughs> <laughs> So wild. Tamai. Oh, Toyomo was great. Toyomo. But uh, thank you so much for listening this yep. week. If you have any questions and comments, send them over to questions at the-optional.com. We would love to hear from you. Yeah, uh, please subscribe. We're on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Anchor, and Spotify. If you could take a minute to rate and review. Please. Yeah, the reviews are important. On iTunes. Do it. You guys have been killing it. Uh, thank you so much. We're trying to get to 100. Please. We have a link in the description. Just click that link. Give us a quick five-star review. And with a with a written review, it really, really helps us out. Yeah. Um, and if you like the show and want to help support us even more, you can go to our Anchor profile at anchor.fm slash theoptionalpodcast where you can donate as low as a dollar a month help us keep these lights on help us get more equipment help us get you know yeah we want to take a road trip to check out a convention maybe or we can pay for maybe that we'll go to PAX East maybe we'll go to PAX East yeah, yeah maybe we'll do something yeah, around here you know, maybe we'll make merchandise yeah. or whatever uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> juvenile, juvenile. <laughs> our homepage is theoptionalpodcast.com as you can find the show and share it with your friends yeah. as always we're on Facebook and Twitter at the optional NYC and our show's music is by the one and only Levi Pack. you can find him on Twitter at underscore l-e-v-i-p-a-c-k so until next time everyone smoke weed every day